0: Hello, welcome to Nikon Report, your weekly roundup of all the latest Nikon news No other photographic announcements that we found interesting. Is Constantine here?
1: And this is Becky.
0: How are you, Becky? Did you enjoy the firmware version 2.0 when Nikon Z8 that they released literally the after we recorded the podcast? Thank you, Nikon.
1: That's right. Thank you so much for keeping with our scheduling, Nikon. Yes, I love all of the excitement and the features that were added. I wish that I had a Z8 just to see the difference but you did a really good job of covering the news there so i don't think we necessarily need to repeat ourselves all we can say is that if you have a z8 and you haven't updated your firmware definitely go and do that it is well worth it
0: exactly i like that feature and that feature and that other feature that they've added to the new firmware. So it's all really good. But if you haven't seen our previous week's podcast, then definitely check it out. I had to record an emergency broadcast in the middle of the podcast, so it's all in there. Now, in conjunction with this firmware release, they also updated their software, and you need to update your Nikon software if you use it in order to use things like Pixel Shift and in order to get better tethering with your camera. So make sure if you use Nikon software, you update to those. So Nikon NX Studio was updated to version 1 1.6. So what did they edit, Becky?
1: So they added support for the new Z8 firmware, which makes a lot of sense. They mm-hmm. also added support for macOS Sonoma version 14 that they ended support for Big Sur, which is version 11. That's a few operating systems ago. They've also improved the filtering operation when the show sequences, a single images setting is disabled very specific but fine then they fixed the following issues that you could not enable pf flare control for a picture taken with the 600 mm 6.3 z lens only useful if you have a 600 6.3 z lens obviously if nx studio was started without network connection an error message was shown i have been witness to that picture taken with clarity set to auto and contrast to minus three with a d5 d850 d500 and d7500 were not displayed correctly. So if you have any of those cameras, again, very specific, then do update your NX Studio just to be on the safe side.
0: All right. If you didn't understand any of it, I didn't understand either. But then we move on to NX Tether, where we're going to read another bunch of things that we can't understand. So Mm -hmm. NX Tether was actually updated to version 2.0. So it's a big jump from the previous version. So a part of obviously adding the support of new macOS system and adding the old one, adding the support of Z8. They also added camera live view into the NX Tether. So now you can actually see what your camera sees on your screen. But a part of this, there's actually been a good update because they also add a bunch of camera control Pro 2 features.
1: Yes, they did, such as configuration of a wide variety of camera settings, live view display during remote tethered shooting, support for video recording, and the software actually helps increase efficiency for solo photographers working unassisted in a studio setting. So whether you're shooting handheld or for commercial products by enabling the output to be confirmed with the client on a large monitor while proceeding with the shoot, you can now do that. They have also allowed you to configure a variety of camera settings that can be configured remotely from a computer. And in addition to that, the user interface or UI, as they sometimes call it, has been designed for maximum ease of use. So it offers an organized layout of various functions, all to do with tethered shooting. If you are a tethered shooter, you're a solo photographer in the studio, then this could actually be a really handy tool for you.
0: Okay, so let's talk about this a little bit. So obviously there are paid tethering software options available. So Capture One Pro is probably the most famous one, but obviously even Camera Control Pro 2 that is made by Nikon is a paid software which you have to pay for. So having NX Tether, which is essentially free, it's a great option if you're a Nikon user. Maybe it's not as good if you're a Capture One Pro user, let's say, for your specific needs. But for a lot of us who are in tethering on occasions, really. I think it's a very viable option and it's free, which is quite important to remember when we talk about bits of software like this.
1: That's right. I think that obviously there are some people who will be diehard Lightroom users and will say, well, you can shoot tether with that. But the amount of options that the free NX Tether software now allows you to have is really impressive for an unpaid piece of software. So I'm happy that Nikon are adding this. In addition to that, Camera Control Pro 2, which is their paid tethering software, technically, has also had an update. So, again, they've added support for the new Z8 firmware. They've added support for the new macOS Sonoma version 14, ended support for Big Sur, and they have fixed an issue that you wouldn't be able to immediately exit Camera Control Pro 2 if you turned the connected camera off after starting Camera Control Pro 2. So an oddly specific thing. Makes sense that they fix that. But if you do have that paid software and you have a Z8, then obviously do the update just to make sure that you're all, everything is talking to each other.
0: All right. A part of the software releases Nikon also announced that Nikon Z9 went to International Space Station and now floating freely in a zero gravity.
1: That's right. So the International Space Station has apparently been equipped with a large batch of Nikon Z9 cameras as the astronauts there prepare to fully retire the DSLRs that have served as the primary systems in orbit for years. So Nikon says that 13 z9 cameras 15 ftz2 adapters and more than 15 z lenses including super telephoto and macro lenses for those really tiny space rocks <laughs> well we're all launched to the international space station in january aboard the 20th northrop grumlin Commercial resupply services mission for NASA.
0: Is it a uh, Tony Northrop government <laughs> commercial resupply services mission of NASA or not?
1: <laughs> I did think you were going to ask that. No, no relation. I don't think he has his own rockets for resupplying NASA and the International Space Station.
0: He's everywhere. That's right. So apparently, that's basically replacing the current inventory that NASA has at International Space Station, which is Nikon D5's and D6's cameras. Apparently, D5's has been in service above Earth since 2017. So a part of this, Nikon created a special firmware for astronauts. And uh, just to kind of address the issues that you may have in space that us Earth people never encountered. So apparently that includes expanding noise reduction to faster shot speeds to account for constant bombardment of cosmic radiation. The crew and gear are subject to about the space station. So here you have it, folks. Apparently the shelf life of those cameras is not that long. Because if you read the Pets Pixel article, they ask Austrian Don Petit, who basically said that bombarded with cosmic rays, the sensor become damaged and given them about 6 months shelf life. So these Nikon Z9s were launched last month. Effectively, we'll be replaced with the next batch in summer. I never knew that. That's very interesting and very expensive.
1: It is very expensive. I'm actually really impressed that uh, they've managed to get i guess d5s and d6s up until very recently i'm just trying to think if if the d5s only lasted six months and they've had d5s up there obviously not the same ones mm. but that means they were still able to get hold of brand new d5s for the last year
0: No, I think maybe they were just bringing them back to Earth and just part-exchanging them towards D6s.
1: Maybe. Part-exchanging them (laughs) with their cosmic ray.
0: And radiation on it. And uh, (laughs) with the time-lapses, they use probably one billion of uh, shutter activations.
1: Free space dust with every second-hand camera. Mm.
0: (laughs) Well, Graziers with Smiths can supply it to NASA if they get in touch. We can do that for sure. You know, we can supply you 15 Zetnines every six months, and I can go on holiday after those shipments.
1: <laughs> all right, now to some news that perhaps we're not all jumping for joy about, but Con is... <laughs>
0: Well, we're back to earth, right? And I just going to take out my calculator, really, more than anything else. We're going to look at Nikon third quarter financials right now, and we're going to try to make it under one minute. So basically, realistically speaking, if you look at imaging revenue, it's about 15% up. Profit is a bit up. A lot of it to do with exchange rates and increased amount of units they sold. Uh, They say that ZF and ZA are selling really, really well. So high margin, low volume, so they they don't seem to sell their lower range profits. So that's what they say. They also forecast quite a big bump in terms of sales in the fourth quarter, which is from basically January till end of March. I'm not sure how they account for this, because obviously the third quarter includes the Christmas sales, the fourth quarter really kind of anything after Christmas is generally slow. So I'm not sure why they're accounting for this. But uh, it's interesting. Maybe maybe they're planning to launch the new products right now. Who knows? But, you know, the problem is when you launch the product, even let's say today, then they're still going to be about two to four weeks in terms of shipments. You know, we're going to wait for shipment and send them out, and then the product is going to be out of stock. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they're planning to sell more units in the fourth quarter, but I guess we'll figure it out in April when the new financials come out. What do you think?
1: I guess so. I think that you went over a minute. (laughs) Just so you know.
0: (laughs) And didn't look at the slides at all, you see. So this is all commentary, okay? So nothing there. But we've linked you to the full PDF. You can have a look at this. Technically, it's very similar to the previous report. So, you know, in terms of revenue, in terms of sales all over the world, it's all about the same. But the good news is that Nikon effectively is up year on year. It's not all doom and gloom. So, yeah, here you have it, folks. Here you have it, folks. So i
1: go to rejoinder.
0: All right, so from Nikon financial reports to third-party news, which start with camera umbrellas, are now available for sale. Now you can buy an umbrella for your camera. It's going to mount on the hot shoe and be protected from rain. What do you think, Becky? Is that the best accessory of 2024?
1: I mean, <laughs> I didn't think that this was a new concept. I was sure that these had existed in the past. I'm actually really intrigued as to why this is suddenly a thing but sure based on the weather that we've been having in the uk for the last couple of weeks where we've essentially had rain every single day this definitely could come in handy and uh if you don't want to get your camera wet don't want a camera umbrella then there are other solutions there's an emergency rain cover by uh the lovely folks at think tank they have one there's a few other options out there if the umbrella is not really your vibe
0: Mm, but yeah i mean i never knew i needed this but now the order has been placed so that's very important you know i actually ordered two one for me and one for you becky you know so uh obviously (laughs) i will order a lot of them for all my cameras because now we can go for a walk and everyone will have an umbrella but also Mm -hmm. if Umbrella for your camera is not enough. You can also buy an umbrella for your head. And I've just linked a few. Obviously, you can get my favorite one, which is effectively a rainbow one, but you can also get one in khaki as well. So if you are a wildlife shooter, that would be very, very useful. Now onto the lenses.
1: Yes, (laughs) now onto some more sane news. Viltrox will announce four new lenses for the Z-mount this year, according to Nikon rumors. They have listed four options here. We've got the 40mm f2.5, which would be released in the Sony E Nikon Z and Fuji X-mount. I assume that then that is an APS-C lens by the looks of things. Mm. Then then we've got a 56mm F1.7, again, presumably APS-C for the E, Z and X mounts. Then we've got a 16mm F1.8 Z, which excites me. Could this be our short stubby? I don't know, 16.0 1.8 makes it sound like it's going to be big, but anyway. Mm. So we've got one of those. And then last up, they've got their own version of the 135F 1.8. So lots coming out of Viltrox this year.
0: Yeah, I don't know why this information came out so early in the year. I would personally would love to be surprised instead of knowing what's going to happen. Imagine Nikon would tell us we're going to release this, this, and this, and this. And then all the rumor websites are just going to post nothing really. You know, there's not going to be any article. I mean, they will obviously clearly post the articles like, oh, you know, this software company released another update. Here's affiliate links. But a part of this, I mean, what are you going to write about?
1: (laughs) Who knows? But to be honest, this is a rumor from a rumor website. So this kind of proves your point a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what are we going to talk about, Becky? If there's no rumors, what do you think? I mean, what are we going to do? I might start to just farm sheep and just grow some plants because... I won't spend time on my computer, you know, May- maybe enjoy just time with my family. I don't know.
1: Could actually put the computer down, put the camera down, go and tend to your garden. <laughs> maybe even take some
0: pictures, you know, I mean, because yeah. I can't really take any images now because six 6.3 is not out. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It would be a very different world. Such a dilemma.
1: Well, I don't know how to round off this topic.
0: I, I mean, I'm sad. I just imagined that world and I'm just sad, you know? <laughs> I'm just sad.
1: <laughs> so sad.
0: I, I can't continue. I'm just... I don't know. We should have a minute of silence, you know, for... non-rumors. a minute of word.
1: silence for the non-rumours website world. No, I will, I will say I think that some people probably would like the idea of us all knowing what's going to come out well ahead of time just so that they can plan and budget for the year and wanting another. But I mm. think we do pretty well. I think that if you understand the cycles that camera manufacturers work in you know how long the release cycle is and phasing out the old model and putting the new model on the on the market is then you have a pretty good guess of what's potentially going to come out so we don't need the rumor websites to tell us everything in advance but it is interesting that they found it's almost like they got some roadmap from Viltrox and just thought they would post it. Who knows? We don't normally see stuff like that, so it's a bit of an odd one.
0: Odd one indeed. Now on to Weekend Read and Watch, first one that we have visiting the Nikon Museum and the History of Nikon by Taylor Jackson.
1: Yeah, it's a YouTube video, you should go watch it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know who else talked about Nikon history? Me and Grey last Friday. Well, Mainly, it was Greg who talked and I listened and I learned a lot, but we talked about the early days of Nikon and how it all Happen to be. So definitely check this out. I will put the link in the description below.
1: Excellent. And then Steve Perry interviewed two of Nikon's engineers, Koichi Oshita and Hiroyuki Ishigami, who sit on the front line of Nikon's optics division. And he talked to them about Nikon's 90th anniversary. Most of you will know Steve Perry from his very successful blog and YouTube channel, Backcountry Gallery. So he's there with an exclusive interview. And definitely well worth a read.
0: Yeah, and that's all right. Thanks for joining us this week. It's been probably the shortest podcast we ever made, but with no rooms around, there's nothing to talk about. What are we going to talk about? Photography? I mean.
1: Yes, thank you very much for watching and or listening. Please give us a like and a subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're following on a podcast platform, give us a rating, a review, a follow. I think there's other things you can do on there too. But anyway, all of that, please, would be hugely appreciated.
0: Yeah, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music and Shopify of the world. Definitely check us out. Leave us a review in there. It's all in audio, high definition quality, which means you don't need to see our pretty faces, but you can listen to us anyway.
1: That's right. And if you'd like to find us on the internet, you can find us on Instagram. We sometimes post pictures on there. I'm at Rebecca underscore Danese. The shop is at Nikon at Grace.
0: And I'm at Konsey and We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.